Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Leaders podcast. He's Aaron. I'm Chris. And we're here to talk some Vikings free agents, right? We, we got a lot of decisions to what well, we don't. <laughs> the new regime has a lot of different decisions between Cousins and Hunter and trades and uh, salary cap, you know, extensions and you know, maneuvering signing bonuses to cut down cap numbers. There's a whole lot of stuff. There's a whole lot of stuff. So it's really kind of hard to judge exactly. You know, we can talk about free agent needs, but we got to know how much money we're going to have in that. So we're going to talk. It's just basically a primer. We're just going to kind of give our thoughts in general. Obviously, (laughs) we're going to talk about the new head coach, NGM, as well. Nice little combo on paper anyway, pedigree-wise as well. Um, so, yeah, we're going to dig into this in just a second. If this is your first time listening to this year Vikings podcast, welcome. It's available in a variety of ways. It streams live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope it open radio. You don't have to go to blog talk and rope it open. Download the show there. You can find this podcast under the rope it dope radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, uh, Amazon Music. We're also part of the Grueling True Sports Podcast Network. And also, uh, there's a page that Aaron set up last year called Living in Loserville. It's on Spricker. That's Living in Loserville, Spricker. Uh, we do the weekly podcast there throughout the year. Um, right now, we're smack dab in the middle, or actually kind of later in the Timberwolves season. We'll get back to that next Monday, by the way. But that's Living in Loserville Spricker. He also has another podcast that you might want to check out. And one more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. It's the best of live TV and on demand. No annual contracts. No hidden fees. If you upgrade the choice or ultimate package, that'll give you three free months of HBO Max. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks. Without the additional fee, if you go all the way to the Premier Package, that gets you HBO Max and Showtime already included. That's Direct TV Stream. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my co-host Aaron. First and foremost, how you doing, sir? Uh, you had to move uh, last week, and that's always uh, well, that's always fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah, fun's uh, not the word I would use. A little bit stressful, <laughs> a lot going on, a lot of money flying out of every place I can think of. But finally got settled in here and ready to do the show. We, uh, I got to be honest, you know, the new hires kind of was in the moving process, so I didn't really get to dig in too deep on them. But uh, I like what I see so far with, uh, I believe it's O'Connell. Is that it? It's either O'Connell or O'Donnell. And then uh, Quasi. So I, I like them both. Like you said, I think on paper it looks good, uh, good pedigree and all that. But, you know, I guess time will tell. And we both kind of mentioned earlier that after all is said and done with the Spielman-Zimmer era, it's kind of nice to take a deep breath and take a look at things, you know, through a, a different set of eyes. Right. They got a lot of stuff on tape. And I'm sure they're going through that night and day. But like we've talked about the fresh eyes, you know, a set of new eyes. And Kosey does seem like in, in a short amount of time, considering the, the industry he came from, which he thrived in already, in a short amount of time, the way people talk about him, especially at a young age, they usually don't just randomly talk about 
people at that job, like, over the top, like they do with him. And, like you said, the pedigree, the different places he's been, and also his way of thinking, where he realizes, hey, I didn't get into this as a scout, okay? I know I'm not the best scout out there. I know I'm not a top five scout. I have, we already have some scouts. He brought somebody in. They're going to rearrange it even further after the draft. Obviously, they got to hit the ground running. But, you know, you can hear someone talk and, you know, hear other people that are, you know, very well-versed in it talk. But there is something about the group thought type thing. Obviously, he has the final decision. But, and then, of course, with the, the new head coach, the only thing that does kind of make me go, hmm, and it would be for most coaches who haven't, uh, like an offensive coach, well, a defensive coach too, I suppose, but offensive coach, uh, a coordinator who hasn't called the plays. You never know just, you know, how that's going to work out. He did get about, what, four or five Rams coaches, and one of them uh, worked in there with the offense as well. So that that's a positive. Uh, we'll see as far as play calling. Uh, you know how that goes. So that, that's that's about it. I mean, I think both of them fit nicely, uh, stereotypically in the Midwest. If if you catch my drift, it just they're they're easygoing guys. They seem approachable. They you know they put their nose down and work hard like these Midwesterns. You know people love that shit. Um, but you know I, I think I'm I'm excited. Like you said, a brand new look at stuff and. Uh, Bringing in that head coach, bringing in the young head coach, I should say, in the progressive. I think we brought in two progressive guys, really. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But as far as, you know, the decisions, I mean, they're going to be tested right away. Yeah. Especially the GM. Um, coach, you know, the co- you're never going to say a bunch of bad. Well, I shouldn't say never. But, um because Ben Simmons, they said a bunch of stuff about him after the playoff last year, and that didn't go well. They they ended up having to trade him. But overall, you're probably not going to sit there and dog on Cousins randomly, right? Um, that's obvious. Um, now, they do have experience with Cousins, especially the head coach. So that's kind of interesting there. Um, we will, by the way, uh, go over this cap hell narrative uh, at some point in time. I got a nice little... Uh, extra rant there, and and we talk about the Rams, you know, because we have about four of their coaches from last year. The Rams really flipped that championship, you know, this is how you build it type stuff. The the the, the model of how you do it, you know, uh, they, I mean, they did it in each and every way. And the quarterback position is one of them that I haven't heard anybody talk locally about, and we got a number. That may shock you, but that'll be later in the show. Right off the bat, Aaron, Kirk Cousins and Hunter. We'll start with Cousins because, as we know, that forty-five big ones uh, is a cap number that just can't. You just can't do that. You can't do that. We know in the coming years that quarterbacks are going to make forty and forty-two and forty-five and six, but they're not all going to be cap numbers that way either. Um, so, you know, do you trade them? If someone kind of blows, somewhat blows your socks off to be like, well, that makes sense. Do you extend them um, to free up some cap? And then that way you can draft and develop a quarterback. It gives you a little bit, well, a lot more time doing it that way. After all, that is actually what Kansas City did 
You know, Mahomes, what did he go, 10th? I think he went 10th. Um, when they had a, a, a very solid starting quarterback, and then they made a move after. Um, what, what are your thoughts here with uh, Captain Kirk? Well, you know, now with the new set of eyes, I guess, is a good way to preface all this. You know, you wouldn't have to blow both my socks off. You could blow just one. Just blow one of those socks off, and I'll go ahead and get rid of Kirk. Um, but I had the preference that when I said it to him, it's like, yeah. well, that we don't have to blow our whole thing out. <laughs> but it's like, okay, it's the devil you know and the devil you don't. Like, you, we know Kirk, all right. I'm not saying that everything's great with him. Obviously, I've had my issues with him, been well documented on this show. But again, we get back to everything you and I always say, and I know we've taken a lot of heat for it, I think, is you, you can bring me equivalent or better, and we can talk about what to do with them. Now, um, I guess that's a long-winded way of saying my preferred preference would be to trade him at a decent value. I'm not saying you're going to get all the market value, but not having him on your roster saves you some money which is important also in the equation. We can't just talk about the player. We have to talk about what we're spending on him, and we're trying to build a roster here. And There's a lot of parts we're going to get into later that we need to fill, some of them obvious, some maybe not so obvious. And then, obviously, if you can't do that, right, if you can't move him or somebody offers you a bag of peanuts for him, it's not smart to move him. So then you don't, and then you you look to extend. Now, there's where I start to, you know, push back a little bit because how long of an extension, um, you know, what's going on besides the extension? Are you drafting another quarterback? You know, I don't, I, that's my second favorite choice, the extension. And I'm not really even sure that's, I don't like it at all, but it's something, I guess, if it makes fiscal sense, I could see happening. Um, but then again, I don't want to see three year extension. I don't know if you do Chris, but I want to see maybe one, Two possibly, if that's even possible, um, just to give you enough time to bridge into something else that you find uh, suitable at the position. Um, and then, you know, the other option is just eating the cap for the year. And basically, there's ways to move money. There's ways to put some Band-Aids on some things, but you're not going to fix anything with that cap number, I don't think, unless you have an amazing draft, which everybody seems to think we're going to have the world's greatest draft in 2022. And you and I over the years have figured out, you know, you land two or three players in a draft, that's a pretty good draft. And uh, so, you know, I guess first choice, trade him at some decent value. Now, I think a second-round pick is decent value to me for him. Um some people say they want a first. Other people, you know, they want two firsts and, you know, stuff you hear on Facebook or whatever it is. Um, so I'd say trade him is the first option. I'd like to see that go down. I don't really care where he goes. I'll take a second-round pick, get rid of that cap money. Second round, second option would be to extend, but not for more than two seasons, and that's even a tough pill to swallow. And then a third, eat the cap money, and that's year zero, as Fleck would put it. So I think that's the order in which I think it should go. I don't know how easy it is to move Kirk at this point. I hear a lot of people saying that this value's rising, but I'm not sure it's going to be so easy to move Kirk uh, for some value. Sure. Um, and I would need my socks blown off a little bit more 
and it, it basically comes down to, like we've said about the head coach, we're going to find out, and the GM, the replacement. Um, now, one argument for a trade beyond $35 million, uh, you know, worth of spending money this year is, you know, if we did this a year or two ago, guys like Teddy Bridgewater or, you know, a, a slew of like guys that are not going to be as good, but they could be here for two years and therefore you need a, you need to, you know, to, to develop a quarterback in that time. Now, one thing about it is two years ago, they were going to make probably 15, 20, maybe a little bit more million a year, which obviously would be like, well, if we're just going to add more cap, what's the point of that? That's silly. But those numbers have come down. The bad part is they've come down for reasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, they, they've come down because about of those five to eight quarterbacks that people always talked about haven't stayed in a starting lineup really. Um, and that's hard to go down at the quarterback position money-wise, you know what I mean, because it's always going up and it's by far the highest. So I do get that argument of when we were talking about this two years ago, you know, you're right. It is it is true. You could get a veteran quarterback for less money now, but there is reasons for that. But if you get that $35 million, then you can go out and get, you know, the best offensive lineman. Um, but if you extend, I mean, a lot of this does come down to the trade market because if you extend them, I, well, first of all, he's not going to extend for a year. I mean, just off of player rights, that makes no sense for him. You know, we can say what we want about cousins or not like him, like him. It's still a player rights thing in a sense. You know, I stand for a lot of times the player rights as far as, get your money, especially in football. So I'm not going to be biased just because I like a player more or less. You know what I mean? So if I'm looking at it from that, and that's what you got to look at, it's a business. He's not going to just extend one year. And it's actually, we talked about this then, and, you know, sometime after that, had we given him two more years and extended him four years, well, then we could be real patient. The cap number would be lower for one. And we could be real patient in getting a, a, a guy in here to develop and learn. Because the thing about getting rid of them, just cutting them or just doing the one-year thing, well, who do we have for quarterback then? Next year, the quarterback drafts is much better, but that's next year. You know what I mean? So I, if you got a damn good quarterback, okay, which we do, is he the top five? No. Is he mediocre? No, he's not. I know a lot of people think he is. Um, but he's just not. He's just not. Otherwise, every when people say, oh, they're, they're just numbers, well, a lot of people have every, you know, they could be putting up numbers too and they don't. And I'm talking about not just in the league, but, player, you know, guys we've had over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am in favor of extending him. Now, if you get into a, a three-year, four-year extension off of his age, and we know quarterbacks play a lot longer and he's very durable, You know, some sort of roster bonus thing in there would have to be in the later part of those years, but it keeps your cap number down. And then when you go to trade him, the cap number will be down because when you get his replacement, then you could trade him because it's, you know, it's the the deal's already done and it's a lower cap number than it would be. So I would, my first is actually extend them unless it is some sort of, 
you know, if the trade value is like pretty good, I would extend them. And then we know in the next few, like two years, it's not going to go way down because the number will be better anyway. So, um, and then develop draft and develop quarterback. Um, any other tied up there before we get to Hunter? And you can parlay to Hunter. No, my only thing with extending him, Chris, and I know that's your number one, is that Kirk has all those little clauses, or at least he did with the last regime, about, you know, not having competition behind him and pressure this and all that. He didn't stuff. have a clause saying you can't sign a quarterback behind me. Well, no, it wasn't in writing, but it seemed to be like, you know, said under their breath that you can't, you know, that's why we got Mannion for so long. And so I don't know how well he'll well, perform. I guess my question is, I don't know how long not, not he'll perform with somebody pushing him. How much money can you spend on a good, 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 you know, like a guy that's going to knock on the door at starting him when you already have a starter money? You know what I mean? Oh, I meant more like drafting a kid with, with talent, you know. Okay. Let's well, that, that's, draft, that's just hearsay, though. That's not a fact. Right. So that would be my only thing about extending him. Also, I know what you said about the one-year deal, and I, and I understand that. I guess my point is, like, that's my second choice because I really don't want to extend him either. You know, I just – but I think that's better than eating the cap money. So, to me, that's kind of, you know, wedged its way into number two, so to speak. Um, like I said, I prefer to trade him. And I, like I'm saying, I'm not looking for huge value here. I'm just looking for something in return. And I'm more interested in getting that money off our books than I am getting rid of Kirk. You know, I think that's, I think that's the most important piece to this puzzle as far as the way I look at it is just getting that money off our books. I mean, you're still going to pay 10 million or something like that. I'm not sure that you're still going to be on the hook for some of it, but it's not 45 million or whatever it is now. To me, that's the biggest uh, point. So. I hear what you're saying about the extension. But um, if you extend them, this this year's cap could go down anywhere from people say 10 million, 12 million, 15 million. Some people think it could go down to 20, the cap number this year. So mm. you could free up some money, not as right. much as 35, though, as you're pointing out. Yeah, but then you you know depending on how long. What do you think the the shortest extension would be? Three years. Uh, I think two years would be the shortest because he's already proven he he did a two year deal, but. The, another thing is, it could be called a three or four year extension, but mm-hmm. there could be void years. Yep. So you could, you know, put ten or twelve million into two separate years when he's gone. People yeah. do it all the time and have dead money, you know. So yeah, it's it's kind of funky when it comes to that, but yeah. So I mean, that's it's like you said. I don't know if we said this on the air or before that, but it's like that's the shoe that's got to drop where everything else kind of branches off of it and that's even the free agency as well is like you don't know which direction you need to go if you don't know what the cousin situation is and that kind of puts you in a spot where like you know once that piece is in place whether it's here gone whatever then you can start to move around it and I think that's what they're probably working on at the moment besides scouting and draft and all that stuff it's trade or extend right I mean that's it just keeping them on that cap number really doesn't make that much sense. It's, I'd say it's either trade or extend. Hello? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are obviously the two choices. I, I, I could see it. I could see the eat the money thing if you didn't have uh, the type of veterans and, I mean, no veterans going no to waste a year of their and, career yeah. because you're trying to, you know, eat somebody's right. cap money. That's just not and no quarterback happen. too. I mean, right. you know, yeah. like young one. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, like you said, 
where's the replacement number one to what's the plan for the replacement at the quarterback position, whether it's a young free agent or a, a young draftee. Um, I mean, these are things that we've been under the Spielman regime. We've been crying about every year and nothing ever happened except for maybe a third round pick or a seventh round pick here at the position. Uh, besides the ponder thing, which, you know, I had high hopes for as everyone else did. It just didn't work out. So, um, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of needs to, or at least the, the new front office, it'd be nice if they came out with a plan of like, okay, this is what we're trying to do. Although they don't want to tip their hand. It's like, no, this no, is, this no. is our direction. We're we'll heading know. as <laughs> far know. as the quarterback position goes. Yeah, we'll know based off what they're going to do early. Cause if you want to sign anyone, that shit starts popping off in a little, little over a week. Okay, Hunter, extend um, and free up some cap, trade mm-hmm. and free up some cap, or do that. What I was talking about, how you can, you know, in within the fifth day of the new year, which is coming up here soon for NFL New Year, um, you know, you could you could maneuver some of his stuff. I think Thielen and, and some of these other guys will probably do some of this too, the signing bonus maneuver to, to put down the cap. So you could, you know, like I said, extend, uh, trade, or wait and see to make, you know, to see if he's healthy next year and just give him one more prove it year, but then just tweak his money a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't think this one's a much more obvious choice to me. And I think for his age and, and him at his highest uh, playing uh, condition, which hopefully you get, um, you have to extend, um, particularly with the new defense that's coming in. I think he can play in the three, four pretty well. And like we said, though, does he want to is the question, you know, does he want to stay a four, three D end or does he want to be a a three, four outside linebacker? What does he want player wise? Um, that's going to be a big deal in it too. But for my preferences to keep him, um, extend him. Uh, try to lower, you know, move some of the money to later times. I think my second choice there would be to trade him if you can get, you know, I think he's worth a first rounder. It's just where in the first round is he worth a number 30 pick or is he worth a number 10 pick? That's kind of the, the range right. there. I think for me, anything less than a first rounder to me, or maybe the first pick in the second round, uh, it's off the table. This is what, in some other what stuff at that point. yeah. And so I think it'll be harder. Um, I think it'll be easier to move Hunter than it will be to move Cousins, but I think you'll get higher value for Hunter than you probably will for Cousins on the trade market. But that's also you're losing what might turn out to be a Hall of Fame player if he stays healthy. Um, and to me, that's just something you don't ever want to try to do. So I would say definitely uh, extend would be the first, trade would be the second. And then, you know, move money around to keep him for a year, I guess, would be third, like you said. Yeah, and I think that someone would give us a first because they'd say, well, can we get a DN that can play like him? Nah, we can't. But then again, you know, seven games in the last two years. And if you back it up, three out of the last five years, he's been hurt to the point where he couldn't finish the season. In one season, he didn't even play. So as far as trade value, he's definitely not at his peak. But I agree. I think you would it's tough to say just because of that injury thing, but he's so young. It'd be different if he's 29 or 30. Then it'd be like, oh, no, Cousins is getting more value because he's a quarterback. But 
you know, being in your 20s still, I agree. But I would, uh, if I was going to extend him, there would have to be something on the, the back end of those years of you got to be on the roster, otherwise you're not getting that money because of the, you know, the, the potential injury stuff. If, if we sign him this extension and then next year he gets hurt and only plays eight games and then the year out, you know, that's where it gets a little funky. And it's just health-wise, but yeah, I'm not really ready to give up on him because of the youth, because he's still young, and man, it, it took him, what, a half a quarter to get the rust off last year? He was, I mean, it was like, whoa, yeah, this dude's back. So, um, that one, I to me, I think this is the tougher decision, to be mm. honest with you, because it's a tougher decision only because not putting – Okay, you know, we know he's a top five defensive end. We know that, and we know Cousins isn't a top five quarterback. We all know that, but it's because of the injuries, and what can he give you the next two to three years? You really can't think in football terms the next seven years, or you know what I mean? You really right. got to think the next couple. Ugh, that, one's a, that one's a little tougher. Um, now, as far as, and we're going to get to a lot of the, you know, we pick on 1,500 a lot obvious reasons, but I'm hearing this on K-Fan a lot, too. Okay? I don't want to yeah. exclude them. Um, but we'll get to the trade four or six or seven of your top veterans. We'll get to that rant, yeah. the, the cap, <laughs> the salary cap narrative, and also we'll flip it on them just like the Rams flipped that on all of us on the championship model. Uh, because there is when you hear the number they spent on quarterbacks, you're gonna you're gonna be like oh my god I, I've never heard that I've never heard anybody say that on the radio locally or nationally for that matter, um, but before we get there, the needs it's we're talking free agency right so we might as well get to some of those needs. Interior offensive lineman stands way out and you know what center and guard whichever we're not gonna get picky. Um, that's I mean they're there they are on the market this year and. That's one thing about bringing an offensive uh, coach in. You know damn well he's going to look at that interior tape and be like, what in the hell's going on down here now? I, I've been seeing the PFF ratings and shit, but I didn't know it was this bad. Um, so that stands out as number one with the bullet. And if you tweak some money on Hunter, if you extended Cousins, you could go out and get a legitimate guard. And then maybe you could have Cole play the center and have Bradbury in there because the whole thing of cut Bradbury, you get zero dollars off the half the cap for doing it. Because remember, he's a first round pick. So we mm -hmm. can complain about it being a first round pick. That sucks. But it happened and you're literally not getting any money to free up. So there's really no point in cutting him right now. You might as well just let him go free when he's done unless we can get, you know, a six rounder. Or maybe Spielman could work a deal, right, and get a seven, two sevens, or whatever. But interior offensive lineman, you know, that's number one with a bullet. Your thoughts on that, and also you can go over some of the other, uh, you know, free agent needs, depending on how much cash flow we got. Uh, for another year in a row, you're absolutely right that interior offensive lineman is – been the issue for the last four years and it's still the issue i think we're set at tackle and i'm gonna go ahead and call ezra a starting guard we're just gonna you know sure i'm gonna pencil that in i'm gonna write that with pencil yeah 
So what do you need? Uh, Bradbury, I think, is good depth, but he's not a starter at, at that pos- either of those positions, center or guard. Um, you need a guard uh, for sure, and you maybe need two. And then you definitely need a center. Now, we passed on some good centers in the draft last year. Two of them were almost all pro this year, and just because we were hung to the – You, you know, got an athletic guy down there. Albatross. Uh, that is Garrett Bradbury. Now, I'm not saying there's not a place for him, like you said, Chris, on this team, but it's not right. the place that he is now. And so I'm going to say we need a guard in the center, whether that's draft and free agency or just free agency. I'm fine with both of them, but they're definite needs. And like you said, offensive coach coming in will take a look at this offensive line and, and see the same things all of us have been seeing for the last two years and just be like, how did this happen? Now, Thank God you're set at the tackle position. I'm pretty yes, happy I'm with, with Derisaw. I'm pretty happy with O'Neal. There is some depth. Hopefully, if you want to move Ezra back to a tackle depth, I'm yes. sure that would make him the happiest Please. guy in the world. Oh, but then that opens up another guard spot that you got to fill. So, um, nonetheless, that needs to be done. Now, moving on from that, offensively, Chris, besides we talked about the quarterback a little bit, Cook ain't going nowhere. Um, feeling. I don't think he's going anywhere, and we'll talk about why we don't think he's going anywhere a little bit later. Move to the defense. The glaring need there to me is outside corner and a little bit of inside corner and a little bit of safety depth. I think uh, also we want to look at some middle linebackers. Uh, You're playing the 3-4. You have Kendricks and you have Vigil to play the middle, but, you know, you don't have anything behind them due to your scheme change. And then, you know, on the other side of Daniil, if he is, in fact, going to play that outside linebacker, you're going to figure out who's going to play now. I'm fine with Barr there. A lot of people want to see Barr gone. Barr is a free agent. That's his choice. Um, I think he'd be willing to come back here and play that, maybe even happy to come back and play a 3-4 outside linebacker, which was his natural position to begin with. Um, but then you have Wanham, who can also play that spot. But you need some more depth under that. And then interior defensive linemen. Behind Pierce and Pat and uh, what is it Patterson? Uh, is that it? Yeah, Tomlinson. Well, Tomlinson. And Watts. It. And Watts. Although You're Watts looking, may be a he may be on that's the outside. That's what I'm saying. Because now you need that big beef in the middle. You need no. that. You need that nose tackle. Yeah, they want to cut both those guys. Oh, you're going to go to the three four and not have beef? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's a whole scheme change defensive thing, but. Scheme change or not, the back end of the defense is not going to change. So you need corners and you need some safety depth. And we've been needing safety depth for ever since Anthony Harris rose through depth to start and then took a bunch of money and, and, and took off. So that's what I see as the glaring needs. Corner, ironically enough, you need and and some safety depth. Because we'll talk about some things with Smith too, but, you know, um Xavier Woods, was he on a one-year deal? Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but he's he was, necessarily he was. back to return. Same and, with Vigil. But both those yeah. guys could be brought back cheap. My guess is they'd only bring one back, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, quickly to go back to the cap thing, Chris, if you think about it, when you get to camp due to the defensive scheme change and uh, just player attrition as to like guys like on the offensive line who aren't worth a damn, you're going to get some money there, don't you think, with cuts and things like that, of guys that maybe shouldn't have been here to begin with and, and are going to be gone now. And then on the yeah, defensive side, it'll be late money. change. It'll be late money, though. Right, you know? right. 
or you can make some preemptive cuts now if they look yeah. at the roster. But generally, that we'll just say generally that doesn't happen so early. So I'm thinking there might be some money there. Other than that, that's the only thing I really wanted to hit there. But I think there'll be a lot of changes personnel wise. And like guys like a uh, perfect example, Rashad Hill, you know. Yeah. Are we going to see any more of Rashad Hill? I'm not sure. Since we saw Miles Garrett put him on his back, I, I don't think we're going to see much more of Rashad Hill. And that could free up some money. They're still trying to get him back up. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, even a guy like Mason Cole, you bring him back on the low, cheap depth or start, whatever. I just think that interior, if you go out and get a real deal guard or center, but you know, I'm just looking at it financially. Um, that would help so much because it just helps in general. Then you can create competition. Okay. Instead of having two out of the, you know, two guys we don't like starting, right? Well, at least maybe two or three of those guys could compete with Cleveland then or, you know, for that one slot or that type of thing. Mason Cole's the center. We get a, a real deal guard. Cleveland develops a year. That's going to be better next, you know, last year and the last couple of years. So it is, uh, and like you said, the draft which will have a draft show in April, of course. Um, but you're right. It's going to be back to the, the drawing board there. Uh, but we can't just do draft at that position because, hey, we know we, we definitely tried to do that. Um, and Pat P, cornerback-wise, that goes with what kind of money that we're going to have free. I do think that there's a good chance he comes back and, the great thing about Pat P is he's got a podcast. You can hear it from the horse's mouth uh, to an extent. Of course, he's not going to let everything out per se, but he kind of does. Like, he, he's pretty honest with it. Uh, based off just hearing his remarks about the, the place, Minnesota, the team, the building. You know, he loves the, the fans, blah, blah, blah. So, and, and, and also something we talked about a couple of months or a couple of weeks ago, when they were deciding, hey, what kind of coach do you want? We're looking at these guys. These are they're just kind of they got a core of uh, the captain, so to speak, of the team, and they had a meeting. And Pat P is a free agent, and they brought him to this meeting. So I mean, that means something. It's got to mean something. And he wasn't a guy that was way overpriced. I think he was tied for 19th in cap hit last year, and. He didn't give up much, and he still got his pick, too. That was one of my favorite moments of the year, actually, when he picked six that. But um, it, it, all, it, go, it all goes off cap, you know, cap stuff, as we've said. And when it really comes down to the salary cap narrative that we've had, and we call it a narrative, at least this year, we do have $15 million in the hole, or $16 million, whatever it is. So at least this year, you're looking at, and then the $45 million from Cousins. At least you can look at it. And be like, yeah, this is an issue right here. We got to do something about that. So, but you know, the last few years, we've heard about this cap hell. Going into last year, it was start to really start to peak. And as we know, we had a damn good year free agent wise on paper last year. I mean, nobody really thought that we'd be able to sign that many people. Now, Breland's not going to come back, yada, yada, yada. But um, we, we were able to secure some. Some players in free. It wasn't hell, is is the point. Um, and you know that's my biggest thing about Cousins. And I understand the national media and so many different topics are going to be the national media. They're just going to go with what Twitter says. But the problem is, it's like 
if you don't like Cousins, just list the reasons why. But don't make up these extra narratives that it's actually – and then the cap. I've heard so many people – I work at a bar brewery, right? So I've heard so – and I listen to different podcasts and I see it online a lot on Twitter, Vikings Twitter. So many times people t- – the last especially two to three years, this cap hell thing and then the $45 million. If the, If we go in to next year – whether he's on the team or not, without $45 million on that paper, I'm, I, there is a chance we could. I'll always leave that door open. It is true. He could be here for $45 mil, okay? It is true. It could. But if it's not, if that number is not $45 million, my God, that's like the last thing they could hold on to and just grasp onto for their little segments. And it, 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 just, it just gets old. It really does. And when you look at Capel. Go look at the goddamn Saints. I mean, hey, you know, they kind of turned into America's team there for a while, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the hurricane and all that, and they won and Drew Brees and all that. But look at their, that's cap hell, okay? If you look at next year, okay, we have $143 million on the cap, right? This year on roster, that's how much we owe. Um, top 51 players, $143 million. Now, the cap number this year is 208, so we know it's going up. Some people think of the 220 range. Okay, but let's just go off this year's cap for next year, 208. We have $143 million. That's it. Out of, so, we, so that gives you anywhere from 60 to $80 million, okay? 2004, 166, okay? So let's stay with that 208. Now, we know damn well. In 2024, it's not going to be 2A, but just for argument's sake, to really show you how bad this narrative was, go to 2025. $56 million on the cap. I mean, this is not cap hell, dude. Yeah, this year's an issue. It's supposed to have come off a run, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the last two years, the defense has had some really bad issues, uh, most of them did have to do with injury. Some of them had to do with what you mentioned earlier, the cornerback exodus and whatnot. But it's just – I just had to let some stuff out. I'll let, I'll let you take over. Sorry. No, I mean, I, I'm pretty much on board with everything in that rant, except for the fact that our, our stances on Cousins differs, but not by much. Um, uh, my Quickly, my stance on it is like – that's my biggest problem with Cousins is the $45 million. Um, I do have some other problems with him. but the He hasn't paid one, like the eighth most under this new deal, though. Let's, let's right. preference that. So problem A to me is that. Um, if you fix that, like you said, Chris, if you make next year's cap anything less than 45 make it 32 make it 22 make it 15 whatever it is that you're going to drop it down to in an extension or, or however that works out, there goes the problem for me. Sure. And uh, so I'll, then I'm back to the other problems I have with Kirk, which aren't as substantial in, and as meaningful as far as roster building goes, is, is that much. Now, obviously, like you said, chances are that we eat that $45 million is is not very much. Um, it would take a lot to probably end up in that situation um, or some really stupid maneuvering. And I just don't see that coming from from these two guys. But. You know, 
that's my biggest. That's the biggest issue there, and also cap health. And that's real. Every you know, that's year, real. That is real. you're right. Every year is this cap health thing, and like I said, look at New Orleans. And plus, you know, you know who didn't leave town? Rob Brzezinski. He's still <laughs> yeah, here. exactly. Okay, so, so well cap hell is nothing to him. <laughs> you move some money, you do some stuff, you change some contracts, you get guys in, sign. Kendricks is always available to do that. You deal with what you got to do with bar and it's Ziggy. you deal with it's Ziggy money. So you know these things are are malleable, so to speak. And cap hell, unless you're whatever the Saints did, I don't know how they ended up in that. I think they just got out in front of their skis and now they're paying for it. We're not in that situation, like you said. It's a tough year. It's not a tough series of years. And this could even turn out to not be a tough year if things are managed right. And under Brzezinski, it probably will be. In a month from now, we'll be talking about what a genius he is and how stupid Cap Hell narrative was. Uh, the, those that hate Cousins will still hate Cousins. Those that love Cousins will still love Cousins, and we'll be moving on re- regardless of what happens. So, no such thing as Cap Hell. The narrative kind of sucks, and I think it. You know, I think it all kind of like you said. I don't. I think you just alluded to it, but it all revolves around your feelings about Cousins. Really, Cap Hell. If you don't like Cousins, then it's Cap Hell. If you like Cousins, then it's uh, 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 the speed bump. So uh, I just that's where I stand on it. And like I said, I'm just glad that they chained Rob to his desk and you know didn't allow him to go anywhere. Because like you said earlier, he's damn good at his job. He proves it time and time again. And again, I just think he'll he'll work something out this year, and we'll have enough space to get what we need. And unfortunately, or fortunately, it'll be maybe more balanced than it was last year. And all the players were on the defensive side last year when. The offensive line has needed attention since we started the show. Right. And, you know, I'm down to do the rookie, the rookie deal quarterback thing. Totally down for it, man. Uh, but you know, Kansas City had a solid quarterback when they did it, when they, when they maneuvered, right? They, they had a solid guy and then they got Mahomes and Sot and were like, we're going to grab this shit. Uh, and that sort of set that blueprint. Right, that's when we yeah. actually heard about it most, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't really hear yeah. about that before. And uh, some of it now, we do have to remember, we did shrink that cap. Remember Bradford was like the last guy, and then when Cam was the first, he got like half of what he got, you know? It was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's part of the reason why. So that narrative has been new for that, too. But that's well said. The Mahomes thing, that's what it is. Now, Mahomes is a generational player. Yeah. Um, if you look at the – if you run the numbers – first-round quarterbacks and who's still on the team the last 12 years, you know, it's not as, as much as you think, especially in the it's first dicey. or like top 10, top five, or even number one and number two picks. You know what I mean? There really yeah. isn't, you know. Um, Sam Darnold comes to mind. There's a lot of them. So it's not just, oh, we just got to do that. But why not, why not keep them and then try to replace them? If you can. If you can. And who knows? We're going to find out here soon, though. Like you said, we're going to find out. That's the beauty of it. We're going to find out if if some of those rumors were true that he doesn't want to extend or, you know, that type of thing. That that's We're going to find out. We'll know exactly what, uh, you know, because the proof will be in the pudding. Um, and just as far as, like, the ongoing national narrative, and then I've heard it a lot locally, and that's where I want to bring in KFAN on this one, too, because – they act like you're gonna you're gonna trade six of your best players, and it's like 
Name me a team that's even gotten to the conference final that traded six of their best players. And then I understand the argument. Well, you know, um, first of all, once you're in the league, you're aging. You know what I mean? Once you hit 25, you're an aged player, really, because football is just nasty like that. You could be 28 and your career's over because you've had multiple injuries. We're looking at Hunter right now, who's a specimen of a human being. And if he doesn't, if he if he gets hurt this year majorly, his career his money's going to go down. Um, but you know, to trade that, I mean, the argument is, well, you're going to rebuild. Yeah, here's the thing about the rebuild. Like, why gut a team just to gut a team? And then you say, well, you'll have all this money. So let me get this straight. We got to find Kendricks on the free agent market this year, this freaking year, because we got, I just went over the cap number for the future, right? Every year. So this year, we got to go out and get Kendricks, Thielen, Harrison, and then not overpay for him, which is exactly everybody knows in the free agency. You overpay people. That's what you do. If you're talking about top-tier guys, which we're talking about top-tier guys. So it makes no sense. And look at the Rams roster. Look at this roster. They got big price, you know, guys. And then if you go deeper, the Rams really flipped it. I mean, they gave away how many? When's the next time they have a first-rounder? Are they? Did they just take themselves out of first-round range to, like, the 30? I don't know. I don't know, but what I do know is they have, like, probably four guys that make $20 million and up, and then some other, you know, healthy contracts. But last year, a lot of people just look at the quarterback they have and look at his cap number and say, oh, look, but look, look, but look, $24 million, which actually was more than his cap number, was spent on having to pay for the guy they traded away, Goff. They paid – $44.7 million cap, too, not Ziggy money, right? Cap money. So, and, I, and this is no way arguing for Cousins at 45 mil. I want to make that straight. It is not that. But if you say we can't do stuff because of the percentage of the cap, and because if we sign Cousins for 30, you know, all that shit, it's like, dude, 40, they spent $45 million last year on the QB position. And one of them wasn't even on the team, and they traded like six or eight first round picks. I don't even know. I can't keep track. Yeah, I mean that's the amazing thing to me is that they have literally taken themselves out of the first round. I mean for a while now, and you like the blueprints have always been you know, first year growing up. It was you build through the draft, and the free agency kind of got more involved, and now it's use the draft and sign Dion together. Yep. You got to sign Dion. You win a championship there for a couple of years. Right? Yep. And then it went to when Mahomes showed up, all of a sudden it elevated the narrative that you get a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal and fill out your roster through the draft and free agency with all your extra money because you're not paying a quarterback. And then you look at what the Rams just did and they said, screw the draft basically and relied heavily on free agency paid for it and ended up winning a Super Bowl and the collection of players. Now, can everybody do that? Absolutely not, but it worked out for the Rams. And some people will try, I have a feeling, but you know, I don't think it can be I don't think it can be duplicated that often that way. Right. Um you got to have a good core to start with too, right? Right, and that's the problem here. If you're talking about getting rid of guys, 
Do you think it's easy to find an Eric Kendricks? Do you think you can just pluck one off the draft tree? That doesn't happen. You almost luck into these things, right? You scout them. You think he has potential. But then the player has to go ahead and live up to the potential you think he has. And that's very rare. And that's why you have these players who play for long times and have great careers because they're lived up to the potential that they thought they had. And, and so we've got a number of those players already and they're under contract. And to think that you just gut those guys and replace them because you have a lot of money is fairly ridiculous. I mean, that's like saying you can replace, I don't have a decent analogy and I don't think I need one. I think it's pretty obvious that to replace Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, Daniil Hunter, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, uh, and probably Delvin Cook. I mean, everybody's goddamn age, dude. It's football. This is the core of your team. Now, am I saying that you can't lose one of those guys? No. Sure, two. Right. You can lose one. You can lose two. You can lose, but to take the whole core out especially when you're new and you're trying to maybe set something up, you need veterans to do that as well. Now, I don't think these veterans are tainted under the Mike Zimmer regime. I don't think they're going to be locker room cancers because of the new coach or anything like that. Maybe there won't be as much emphasis on defense, so they'll feel left out. I don't think they're the type of guys. I think they got enough pride, particularly Kendricks and Harrison Smith, to lead the defense and Pat P. if he comes back. I don't think he'd let that happen either. So, you know, I don't know where they get it. This narrative, I think it's just because maybe they want a clean house and they want a brand new look. Okay, well, then just say that and don't attach it to the things that you're attaching it to. Just say, look, I want to wipe it clean and, and start all over again. But, you know. Well, they built their own championships in video games, dude. So they right. know how to do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, logically, that's just not something you do. I don't think you replace Kendricks. There's some that you could probably get decent replacements for. Uh, would sure. they be as good? No, but the step down wouldn't be that much. But you're talking about what's now becoming known as a top two middle linebacker in this league, and he's actually been that for about four years, and he's finally getting the credit, sort of getting the credit sort he deserves right. now. Um, you're not going to replace that. He fits perfect in your scheme now, and I just don't see anything. And that's always the guy, Chris, that they go towards. They want to get rid of Kendricks, and I'm like, are you idiots? Like, do you understand what kind of player this guy is? I it just I don't understand it. Um, and then, you know, we talked a little bit about Barr now, and unfortunately he's a free agent, uh, you know, unrestricted at this point. But now in comes the defense that he thrived in at college. So what do you do with that? Such a Vikings thing, isn't it? All right. So I have a feeling he'll be back just because of – there seems to be a, a crew that runs. It's like Hunter, yeah. Kendricks, Barr. Harrison Smith are all kind of friends on and off the field. I don't think – I think that will be more of a pull to kind of keep those guys together. And that is the core of your defense. So mm. I think that is probably stronger than any kind of money would give. I have no problem bringing Barr back. I know some people do, but I just don't see any reason to not bring him back. As long as the price is right. Obviously, if he's asking right. for an incredible amount of money, which he's not going to, um, you bring him back. Offensive, like we said, Chris, is on the offensive side, besides dealing with the quarterback issue – and dealing with the offensive line, every other piece, uh, pardon the pardon the uh, quote, is in place. Mm. So, um, like I said, you got the tackles. There are two receivers. You could probably use a little bit of help there. Uh, running back is pretty. 
I mean, besides three games a year when he's hurt, it's pretty much on lockdown. And uh, got Irv coming back, got a free agent, Irv. Here's a question though, Chris. I've been seeing it bandied about a little bit. Is what do you do with CJ Ham now on this new offense? Is yeah, is he kind of odd man out, no fullback, and we're kind of like the new age team, or is there a place for CJ on this team? Yeah, you know that's a great question. And Conklin too, we got to bring him back and. You know, he did have a good year, so it actually is going to take a little bit more money than it was previously if Irv had gotten those catches because we know numbers do pay, get you get you paid. Um, but that's a great point, and they mentioned that a little bit too, and the coach is like, well, you know, we do got a pretty damn good fullback here, you know? So, like, maybe that would, maybe it would be, you know, maybe that would tweak us, and we want to work our system around our players rather than mm. just cookie cutter. This is what we got to do. Are we going to see more three wide receiver sets? I believe so. I mean, we did obviously when Irv went out, we did more anyway, because we didn't necessarily have like a great second, you know, what we thought on paper Conklin in Irv, but mm. that's a good point. I don't know the answer to that at all, but I'll Maybe tell you what, like an evolution, making like a little a... money. Let's look at making a little money, you know, so yeah. that could be tri- He could be a trimmer. He could be right. trimmed. I'm saying that could be like a slow fade where, like, you work the offense sure. around your personnel and then it kind of Sweet. evolves yep. into in three years or whenever his contract's up or whatever. I would second that. That yeah. That is very well stated. Yep, that's probably what it would be. Know. And I forgot about the, the, the guy that is Irv Smith. I mean, that's a – what a weapon, if healthy, that's also a core of that offense. Um and then you're not so dependent on Conklin, and he's still there. So that's also good. So basic point I'm saying here is that the offense is in pretty good shape. Uh, set aside the three offensive linemen that you need. <laughs> Otherwise, we get we're great, dude. I still think we should try to get. I mean, this guy's progressive, right? Let's try to get a long snapper in there. Put Cousins back about 12 yards, and just see what happens, man. Keep Cook up, so the, the it could be a wildcat scenario. I think we got something there, yeah. Now, um, any other uh, last words before we shut this uh, puppy on down? No, you didn't mention that we were going to have a draft show, and I'm just kind of starting my draft primer stuff now. So um, I did watch whatever amount I could stand of the combine. I, I'm not really a combine watcher, but I did see some 40s and, and things like that. So um, Big 40 here be, this year. Yeah, I know. Jesus, so, I mean, um, wow. Yeah, I've just seen them all everywhere. Everybody's running them. Um, Chris Olave. Yeah, it's like, better test these freaking guys. Extra test stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, we'll start kicking into draft gear here. Uh, mock drafts will be coming later. Uh, obviously too early for any of that now. But um, So be on the lookout for your uh, at least one of yours, right? Maybe two uh, on the Living in Lucifer Spricker page. Uh, probably drafts. do, probably do two this year, but let's just say one because I, I don't, you know, I think one's too early. I did one too early last year, so I think probably just stick to one a little bit closer to the draft and kind of give you my thoughts on what I think there. It's just the problems. There's some positional needs that aren't really deep this year that's going to make it a little bit wonky. So we'll see how that goes. All right, we'll be back next week, getting back to the Timberwolves. And that's probably why we may just do a post-wrap-up show as far as on all the the platforms, only because uh, the Timberwolves, you know, it's not just, ah, 
Who cares? The Gophers are done? Yeah, the Timberwolves so will do one more show, and then we'll start to talk Vikings. The Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of, you know, what seed they get in, you know, the playing stuff. And it's, you know, that's part of the playoffs now. So uh, that is going to be part of it. We'll definitely do a post-draft and then look, at, look out for that stuff, and we'll let you know when we get there, too, on living and losing bro on Springer. That, that stuff will be there. All right, we'll see you next week. Uh, let's see what, you know, this is going to be interesting, dude. I mean, in a week or so, it's legal tampering. We'll be back talking Tibberwolves next week. Peace.